Hey, this is Kim with Coffee from Kim. Thank you for joining my podcast today. This is your opportunity to just sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Today, I want to be transparent and just kind of give of myself. I don't have a special topic that I want to talk about, but I do want to just talk about some things that I've been experiencing since we've been in this pandemic. And I know there are a lot of people out there who've been sharing some of the things that they've been going through and things that they've learned. I mean, people have built businesses. Some people um, have gone on to do great things. And then there are some of us who just kind of like, I don't know, emotionally, we kept trying to go and, and do and be. But I think sometimes that catches up with you if you're not really aware of where you are. So today I, I want to talk about a couple things and this will probably be a couple podcasts because it's a lot for me to unpack. So the very first thing I want to talk about is security. And so, you know, as it relates to being a married woman and uh, a woman who counsels couples and, you know, people in general, one thing that I say quite often to uh, couples and to men specifically is that women need security, just plain and simple. You know, there's that part of us that, you know, if we're in a loving relationship, we just need to know that that person, you know, is okay. We're okay. The relationship is okay. Our finances are okay. Um, our homestead is okay. The children are okay. We just need that sense of security. And I'll be honest with you, one of the things that I lost a little bit of during the pandemic, I can't say it was in the very beginning, but mm -hmm, probably somewhere toward the beginning was my sense of security. And it wasn't so much my security financially or with my relationship with my, my husband, but it was just a security of being of my safety, of just what's going to happen. And so, you know, what do you do when it seems like, you know, you're on a smooth course and then life starts hitting you left and right? You know, one thing after the other, you know, one loss after the other. Seems like responsibilities go from manageable to overwhelming. And the simplest of things um, during that time, you know, like preparing a meal or just making sure the bills were paid, you know, those things became overwhelming. And it wasn't so much that the money wasn't there, but just trying to figure out how do I prevent myself from becoming sick with COVID? How do I keep my family safe? Um, what do I do about my job? Because now I have to do it differently. How do I navigate going to the grocery store? That was a whole emotional thing for me, just going to the dang grocery store <laughs> with the mask, you know, with the gloves and with the PPE and just everything, you know, not touching this, not touching that, you know, just almost being frozen in time when you, you know, come in the close proximity of another person. So I guess, you know, when you think about it, what do you do? I guess you just do what you've always done. You know, you keep rolling with the punches, but what happens when that catches up with you? You know, you're just rolling and rolling and you're not really assessing 
your real and true feelings, you know, what's going on with you, you know, um, getting up in the morning and, you know, you just tell yourself, come on, we got to keep moving. We got to keep going, you know, trying to continue doing all the things that you were doing pre pandemic, you know, you're trying to make life normal as possible, trying to make it normal as possible for your, your family, you know, those folks that, you know, cohabitate with you so that everybody is not just completely freaking out. But I think the thing for me was that I always had all these high expectations for myself, these requirements for me. So like never giving myself a break and never letting myself really feel the loss and the pain or the wonder of what was really going on. I mean, like, dang, what was really going on? What was happening? And I'll never forget my daughter um, came to me one day and she said, mom, do you think this is the end of the world? Do you think this is it? Like the world is about to end? You think like Jesus is coming back, you know, like real soon? <laughs> Boy, when she said that to me, I promise you, it felt like someone had just clocked me right upside the head. And I was stunned. I really didn't know how to give her a real intelligent answer. So I gave her the good old mommy answer. No, baby, everything is going to be okay. You know, this is just something we're going through right now. But don't you worry. Everything is fine. When in my mind, I was thinking, "Ooh, is Jesus coming back real soon? <laughs> is he? I mean, are, are we all prepared? You know, is this it? Are we about to ascend into heaven? And, you know, those who didn't believe and didn't have that relationship or weren't saved, are they going to be down here? And, you know, what's going to happen? You know, do I have family? I'm starting thinking about my family. Do I have some family members that are not saved? You know, what's, what's happening? You know, so I had to, I had to really think about that. That was pretty deep for me. Yeah. I get a little emotional just thinking about all of that, you know, but, you know, loss, dealing with loss during that time. Like I said, God really, amazingly enough, I did not really suffer any loss of finances. And I know that's not everyone's testimony. I know everyone cannot say that they didn't lose jobs and, and financial security and that, you know, they could pay their bills and they could go to the store and purchase food, you know, without thinking about it other than I don't want to bump into anybody and get COVID. So um, I didn't have that problem, but just the problem of how to navigate my life as it, as it was, how to do my job and how to navigate church. I mean, we had to redo, we had to figure out how to do church, you know, and then how to make my family feel like everything is going to be okay. I felt like all the weight of all of that was on my shoulders you know, not understanding, or I can't say not understanding, but not giving myself, um, not giving myself the opportunity to make my husband a partner in all of that, just taking all that on myself. So honestly, that was a disservice to me. It really was. We experienced so much loss, you know, and trust me, I'm not, I'm not looking for sympathy because there are a bunch of people out there, hundreds and thousands 
of people out there who experience loss on even greater levels than I can say I did. But, you know, I always tell people, you know, what's important to you is important. And what's important to me is important. So we should never, you know, downgrade another person's problems or feelings of loss. I just, I don't know, thinking back on all of that and the loss, and I'll just talk about people in general, you know, um, I hate to even start naming names and, and counting the number of people. And, and the crazy part is in the very beginning, I just kept saying, wow, we are so blessed. I don't know anyone who has been sick with COVID. I don't know anyone who has died from COVID. You know, no one in my church has contracted COVID. Um, no one on my job, you know, has contracted COVID. And um, no one, none of my personal friends <laughs> have contracted COVID. But that all changed. It changed. Quite a few people that we knew and loved contracted COVID. Some passed away. Some got really sick and um, recovered. I think the thing that got me was October 2020. I contracted COVID. And I'll just be real, real honest with you. When I contracted COVID, it was the, it was one of the most embarrassing moments for me. And I'll explain. And I think a lot of people who early on in the pandemic got COVID, they can identify with this. It was shameful because, you know, everyone was saying, well, if you wear your mask and you wear these gloves and if you stay in the house and if you don't go into other people's homes and you do all these things to keep yourself safe, then, you know, maybe you won't get COVID. But, you know, I think maybe sometimes people thought of the folks who contracted COVID as folks just living a loose life, you know, not really being careful. Um, and that was not the case for me. I was very careful. I did wear my PPE, you know, um, I was careful about who, my, who I was around. And uh, we didn't have any guests in our home. But nonetheless, like a lot of people, I got COVID. I got COVID. And when I tell you that was a life changing moment for me, when I got COVID, it was the weekend of my birthday. Well, I'll say, I can't say the exact day I contracted COVID, but I know when I first started feeling the symptoms of COVID. It was um, October the 7th. My family had given me a birthday party. You know, our, our, we, we became real famous for our little intimate birthday parties um, during the pandemic where it would just be us. Um, and I remember my family, um, we got like a, a big seafood spread and they bought me a real pretty cake. And I remember sitting at the table, just not quite feeling like myself. And I really couldn't put my finger on it because, of course, the last thing in my mind was that I had COVID. So I'm just sitting at the table and my family is around me and, you know, they're singing happy birthday and they're, you know, giving me presents and, you know, they're cracking open crab legs and doing all this stuff. And I'm sitting there like, 
I don't know. I just don't feel good. And I guess for me, that was a little worrisome because I don't necessarily get sick. I don't catch too many colds. I rarely get the flu. I just, you know, I guess my immunity is is a blessing. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, I just don't feel good. And then I'm eating the food and I'm like, hmm, this food just don't really taste good. Didn't even dawn on me <laughs> that that's a symptom of COVID nut. <laughs> it didn't even dawn on me. I promise you it didn't. Anyway, the next day, my husband and I, we uh, got a couple overnight bags and we went and stayed at a really nice hotel that was for my birthday. And we were very careful and, you know, um, we followed all the rules because at that time they were allowing you to, to start going places. And, and But we followed every single rule there was so I remember sitting at um, dinner and I wasn't even really hungry. We were at a really nice uh, restaurant in the hotel. Beautiful. It was, you know, we were sitting outside and the, uh, the decor and the ambiance was just gorgeous. And I was just trying to take it all in, but I just was not feeling like myself. Then um, I ordered a bowl of soup. I love soup. But I wasn't very hungry, so I said, oh, I'll just get some soup. And my husband said, we came to this restaurant, and you just going to eat soup? I'm like, yeah, I just don't really feel like eating. So I'm eating the soup, and I'm like, mm, I don't. this soup is really not working for me. You know, He was like, well, my food is really great. Here, taste it. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So, you know, we, we go back to our room and, you know, we're talking and enjoying the evening together and we get up the next day and we go to breakfast. We go to breakfast downstairs outside terrace, you know, being very careful. And I order a nice size breakfast this time. And I get this breakfast and I'm like, this food here is not as good as they say it is. And uh, my husband said, well, my food is good. Then I started feeling a little weird. And I said, you know what, babe? I think I'm just going to go back upstairs and and just lay down. I just feel a little tired. And he said, okay. And when I tell you I got upstairs and I laid down in that bed and it hit me, I mean, all of a sudden it just hit me. I have COVID. Oh, my God. And this may sound funny, but I said, I remember saying, oh, God, not for my birthday. <laughs> I remember that so clear. Like, okay, should he? Should I wait till after my birthday to, to contract COVID? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, my husband came upstairs and checked on me. And he said, are you okay? And I just busted out in tears. I said, I'm not. I think I have COVID. And he said, okay. And I just cried because, you know, it was just such an uncertain thing. Some people, many people, died and others, you know, were fine, but I didn't know. And so we packed up and we did alert the, uh, the hotel management that I, I possibly may have contracted COVID just so that the maids and whomever were going to come into that room would be safe. And we left from the hotel, went straight to a testing center, like one of those hour, you know, you get your, your um, results in an hour, 150 bucks. And so I'll never forget, my husband and I both took that test and <laughs> his came back negative and mine came back a whopping positive. 
I've never been so afraid in my life. I, I, I just, I couldn't even fathom what's next, where, what's going to happen to me. And as time went, I just got weaker and weaker and sicker and sicker. By the time we got home, they had cleared the way. I told the family, hey, everybody, you know, don't be downstairs. I'm going to go in my room and I'm not coming out for 14 days. And so I did. I went into my room and I promise you, I did not come out for 14 days. And the more I laid in that bed, the sicker I became, the weaker I became. Um, it just went from one thing to the next. My family even at one point had considered putting me in the hospital, but my daughter who works as a healthcare professional said no. The only thing I've seen when people come to the hospital is they, they don't leave. So let, let's just take care of her here. Called my doctor. My doctor gave me all kinds of prescriptions and medications and all kinds of things. And I was really in the bed more than the quarantine time because I think it took me maybe a month and a few days to really kind of actually get on my feet, if you will. It took a minute for me to regain my strength. I lost about 20, 23 pounds, which was not bad, but I was just, I was weak, um, still had no taste, had no taste for another month. But I think the biggest thing that I lost during that time was my sense of security. I had never been that sick before. And don't get me wrong, I am not, <laughs> I am not denying God's amazingness where he did heal me because so many did not get up from their beds after having COVID. But something in me broke. Wow, I've never said that before. Something in me broke. And I just could not get back to this place of security where I felt safe in the world. I mean, I, I put up a good front. Of course, I still, you know, after a while, went back to work, um, working from home, of course, um, you know, trying to, you know, mother my children and, you know, be a wife to my husband and try to be, you know, the co-pastor to the church and still trying to do podcasts and still trying to do uh, 10-minute tips and, you know, trying to do all of that. But I just remember at that time, life becoming so overwhelming, but I just kept pretending like it wasn't. I just couldn't even I couldn't get it together. And honestly, that has lasted up until just here recently. I mean, God has done some amazing things since October or November, really 2020. But we've taken some real hits, real hits. So many beautiful people in my life. <laughs> so many people that we lost along the way since March. 16th, 2020, up until this moment, I still stop and think about all God's beautiful creations that were so gifted and loving and giving and insightful and had families and, and jobs and careers and, you know, 
it hurts. It definitely hurts. I think, you know, that loss of not knowing what's happening and how things are going to turn out, like I said earlier, was like the first experience. Like, I think this thing that broke in me um, really kind of triggered some old stuff for me, like a deep loss that I had experienced almost 22 years ago. Um, you know, dealing with my relationship with my husband, you know, we had experienced some real trauma in our marriage and thinking at that moment, 22 years ago, it was like a, a car ride <laughs> and a conversation that changed my life. But I thought back, you know, I survived that, you know, you don't necessarily get over things like people say, oh, you'll get over it. No. It changes you. You know, when you have trauma in your life, it changes you. Um, you may learn to cope and deal like the trauma of losing people that you love. You, you learn how to, after a while, cope and deal, but you know, you just don't ever get over it. And I think that is probably part of the thing that broke me because there were so many things in my life that, that were considered traumatic. You know, loss of my mom, um, loss of my first child, um, loss of my dad, you know, just a number of things. I don't even want to start naming things, but, you know, things like that, that, that just kind of like pinch off a piece of you. And so if, if you do the work to try and build yourself, you can, you can learn how to live um, without those things and those people, you know, you learn to cope and you can make it, you know, you, you can make it, but it's not easy. So I think about a lot of the family members of the people who we lost during this time. And my heart is always aching for them because I know that the loss of that significant family member is one of the most traumatic things that they'll ever experience. And will they ever get over it? Absolutely not. No, they will never get over it. But by God's grace and his mercy and therapy <laughs> and good friends and family, they will learn how to cope and move forward. Different, not the same. It'll always be different. <laughs> Do you have a business, brand, or even a creative idea? Power Media Network can help you design a strategy to make your brand impactful. Visit www.powermedianetwork.com today to schedule a free consultation. Power Media Network, next level media. So back to talking about loss. Um, I remember uh, July of 2020, and this was before I had COVID, I experienced um, a significant loss, a beautiful soul, a sister friend, a confidant, and she didn't even die from COVID. She had something else going on, but she was gone and it just happened so fast. Just like everything else in the world, the days were just moving into months and the months were moving into uh, quarters and and all these quick, fast going time segments and time 
And I just remember her not feeling well, going to the hospital. And the next thing you know, her son was calling me, telling me she had tra- her, she had transitioned. And I just remember, <laughs> I remember panicking. I was shook. I mean, shook. How in the world, and I just have to be honest right here, how in the world could God allow this to happen? I just, that was my mindset in that moment. I mean, she had to be one of God's most amazing people that I had ever met. And this most amazing person had left the world. It seemed like the earth underneath me was just unstable at that time. And uh, even seemed like the ground gave way a little bit. And I, and I'm not saying that I put all my everything into this person, but she was a very instrumental part of my life, my ministry. Um, just one of the greatest people I've ever known. And that was hard. That was hard for me, you know, because as a, as a pastor, you always find yourself putting your grief on the back burner because you always want to be there for other people. And so I would always measure, (laughs) and this is may sound crazy, but I would always measure how much grief I was supposed to feel based on how the family felt. And that's such an unfair expectation to put on yourself because your grief and your feelings, you have those, they belong to you, you know, and maybe the, the family is grieving in their own way. You know, maybe they're not showing you all of their midnight cries and screams and yells and you know, fists to the sky. Maybe they're not showing you all of that. Maybe they're, maybe they're trying to help you out. But I just remember measuring or feeling like I can't be sadder than the family. And I had to stop myself and go, you can't measure that. Everyone is sad in their own right. Then it started over again, you know, after my bout with COVID and getting myself, I guess, together. <laughs> It just started one after the other, I guess from 2020 until 2021. It just, it seemed to provide like a windfall of loss. I mean, it was a lot of pain. You know, it went from family members, cousins and friends and close members of the church and people who were like pillars, you know, of the ministry. It just, it started and it just seemed like it just would not stop. Some of these people that we lost caused a hole so deep. I can't even explain it. It's still hard to this day to describe my feelings about all of that. And honestly, the snowball of loss was um, hard and heavy for a, a strong girl. I have my quote fingers in the air. Strong girl like me, you know, um, I actually found out how fragile I was just like everybody else. <laughs> I found out that I'm made of the same flesh like everyone else. And like other people, I was shook. I still get a, a hollow feeling like in the pit of my, my gut when I revisit a lot of this grief and loss. And if it isn't enough that 2020 and 2021 had its share of heartache and loss, 2022 had the nerve to roll in here on one. I mean, now my immediate family, you know, were being attacked. 
with reoccurring illnesses. You know, we lost, we had had my mother-in-law with us um, for almost 10 years and she passed away and my brother-in-law the same. Um, They had been with us for almost 10 years. And then my sister's cancer came back. And then my daughter just all of a sudden went into kidney failure. And then some other things that I just, I can't share right now, but Later on, as time progresses and as we heal in those areas of our family, um, I'll be able to share them. But it was just like relentless, you know, almost like, God, do we get a break? So I'm going to take a deep breath right here. The amazing thing is you can still stand in the midst of it all. How? (laughs) I guess we can just account it to our faith. Our belief that God has taught us that he really is holding us up and he is keeping us so that we can weather these storms because they're not stopping. You know, I get up in the morning and I get dressed and assume the position, you know, work, church stuff, family, you know, making sure everybody is okay. And and, and at the same time, trying to make sure that I'm okay. It's not easy, people. We have experienced some real and true loss and a lot of pain. But I think the thing that works best is our faith in God and good friends that you can talk to and bounce all this stuff off of family appreciating the ones that are still here with you and giving yourself a break. And I think that was probably my biggest mistake in the very beginning of all of this was that I just did not give myself a break. And so I had to just back up. That's why you haven't heard from me. I haven't done a podcast in a few months, but I had to give myself a break. I had to. I had to pump my brakes, as they say. I had to put it in 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 park, not even in neutral, because in neutral, you know, you, it's almost like if you hit that, if you hit the stick you, backwards, and you're gonna put yourself in drive. But no, I had to put myself in park and turn the key and turn the engine off. And so I guess. You know, I was thinking, what was the point of this podcast? What was the point of this conversation? I guess the point of this conversation is to say, you have the right to give yourself a break and you have the right to feel what you feel and you have the right to grieve how you grieve. You have the right. Most of all, give yourself a break. Put it in park. Don't just sit there with the engine idling. But every once in a while, we need to turn the engine off. You'll come back to it. If it's your passion, something you really love and you really want to continue doing, you know, you'll come back to it. Give yourself a break. This is my podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope this was a blessing to somebody that someone will give themselves a break. 